This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. They're here nor there. Pay no mind. Hey, so, you know, I've always been kind of confused on this like northern versus southern cornbread thing. I don't think it's it's as uh, like bright a dividing line as it's sometimes made out to be, but uh, but there are definitely identifiable styles is the northern one the one with sugar yeah and i feel like that's that's a lot more common here in the northwest is that uh, like, like yankee cornbread yeah like a thick uh thick cornbread uh it's sweet it's cakey um it's uh it's good with all kinds of stuff okay and then southern cornbread is uh is not sweet at all like the recipe that i made uh, for southern cornbread today has no added sugar at all and uh is, I mean, it's really, what's the word I'm looking for? Austere. So is it kind of all about the cornmeal flavor? It's all about the cornmeal flavor. And so for making Southern cornbread, it's important, I think, to choose a high quality cornmeal. And we should talk about how to choose a high quality cornmeal. Wow. Tell me about it. How do you choose a high quality cornmeal? <laughs> let's start the show off with just five minutes of me talking about stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's do. My favorite shows always start that way. Okay, well, um, in order to talk about high-quality cornmeal, I need to make a, a fairly embarrassing admission, which is that uh, until recently and still occasionally, uh, I order cornmeal online to be sent to me from the Northeast. That is amazing. You, I know that sometimes we make fun of people. Like, I think on the last episode, we, we made fun of ourselves for wanting to put Malden salt on SpaghettiOs. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I think that you've taken it to a new level. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so like you know, take your take your uh, most uh, peasanty of peasant foods and uh, let's ship let's pay seventeen dollars to ship it across the country. <laughs> However, so who are you buying it from? Um, I have bought it from a variety of. Uh, I I you know I should have looked that up before we started. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Um, the, the thing is like they keep, uh, the place I order it from will like go out of business or take a vacation or something and I'll have to find it in a new place. But what I'm looking for, which I'm sure you can Google is in my opinion, the best cornbread is made from white flint cornmeal. Okay. Maybe we should like back up, like, you know, take a, uh, take the, uh, the 20,000 foot view here for a minute and like, you know, what do you like to eat cornbread with 
did you have cornbread as a kid? How do you feel about the Jiffy Box, etc.? So the Jiffy Box is is where I, I wanted to begin here. Um, because if there were a, sorry, I'm just going to totally. You interrupt. just really want to take the first five minutes if of this show all for yourself. If there were a storefront business called the Jiffy Box, would you go in? I totally would. Yeah, yeah. me too. Okay. Um, so my dad used to make Jiffy corn muffins when I was a kid from the Jiffy Box, that really cute little Jiffy Box. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, and I was actually just thinking, so I guess Jiffy, if you can even count cornbread or corn muffins made from a mix, would that be like Northern style because it is sweet and kind of cake-like? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So anyway, uh, my dad used to make Jiffy corn muffins and I loved them. And I I haven't made them in a long time, but I really, I ha- I can't imagine that they've gone downhill a lot. They were really kind of a wonderfully engineered food product. Like like the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup of, of corn muffins, really. Yeah, or like the Ghirardelli brownie box that we can't seem to stop talking about. Exactly. Um, and I did not eat these corn muffins with any specific food, I got to say. I, I didn't grow up eating like a lot of chili or a lot of barbecue. I just kind of ate them. Yeah, I um, I definitely had the Jiffy corn muffins also, and uh, I, I do remember cornbread with chili. And um, for a while, I was I got into this thing where I was making this cornbread with like tons and tons of stuff in it, um, which like sometimes, jalapenos, sometimes I kind of like jalapenos, yeah. scallions, cheese. cheese, corn kernels, like all in the same loaf. Kind of great. And were you using like a southern cornbread base? No, I was totally using a northern cornbread okay, base. Okay, because I was going to say, it seems um, like it would totally go against the ethos. Yeah, the recipe I have in mind, I think it is in David Rosengarten's book, Taste, which is a really great cookbook. I love that book. It's from the early days of the Food Network. Oh, uh, we've talked about David Rosengarten yeah. before. God, everything is coming back full circle. I have kind of a jiffy corn muffin mix story that... I don't think I've ever actually told this story like in a public way before because um, it was kind of weird and embarrassing. Okay. Um, a few years ago, I wrote a book called Hungry Monkey. Um, and uh, let's just leave it at that. We'll just, we'll just pimp my old book. Great. Yeah, let's do it. Um, and, uh, and I wanted to use a few recipes from other people. So like, uh, you know, I wanted to use a recipe um, from the book A Real American Breakfast by um, Cheryl and Bill Jameson. And, um, and I got uh, permission from them. Uh, and uh, I wanted to use a uh, recipe for corn pancakes from the back of the Jiffy Corn Muffin box. And uh, I figured, you know, a back-of-the-box recipe, this is going to be easy. So I email them, and I, uh, I got um, their like, uh, PR-type uh, person who said, yeah, yeah, I can help you out with that. And my publisher said, okay, well, you need to get them to agree you need to get them to agree to like, you know, some specific language, like you have the uh, world general exclusive maximum monkey rights. Uh, one of those, one of those legally things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they were not getting this. And, uh, you so know, were they just like, yeah, sure, sure. You can yeah, do whatever. Yeah, do, yeah whatever. And, and, and my publisher was like, no, you have to get them to agree to like this specific phrase. And so like, I realized like this was, this was like a situation where I was totally pestering them. And uh, and trying to to be as kind um, to this poor PR person as possible, and then I get this email from the CEO of Jiffy really? Muffin Mix, and the email said, uh, you know, and I'm not I'm not building this up at all. It basically said, uh, "You jerk, stop mistreating my employees." Sincerely, oh my God. Howdy Holmes the Third CEO. Howdy Jiffy Holmes the Third. Yes. Wow. I sure hope I got that name right. I, how could you forget that Was name? it like H-O-W-D-Y? Yes. Like Howdy Doody? Yes. 
Amazing. Um, so uh, probably I was being a jerk. Um, I, I don't want to make out like like uh, you know he had no call to do this whatsoever. Um, but uh, so so I was I was a little miffed, but also like it was so funny. Hey, so did you wind up using the recipe? I, I wound up kind of adapting the recipe. Yeah. Okay. Um, Adap- okay. Adapting being the cookbook term for um, uh, pretty much stolen. Great. Great. Okay. I'm glad <laughs> okay. we got that out there. <laughs> All right. What cornmeal did you use today? Was this one of the mail order ones? It was not one of the mail order ones. It was my favorite widely available cornmeal, which is um, Arrowhead Mills Stone Ground Cornmeal. Okay. Well, I'm glad to know about it because I inevitably wind up buying Bob's Red Mill, which comes in like, there's like fine and medium and coarse. And I have to say that I haven't spent enough time with it to decide whether I think it's very good. I, I feel like I, I never get the grind I'm looking for from Bob's Red Mill. Yeah, I, I feel like it winds up uh, either I'm just purchasing wrong, but it seems like it's too fine or too coarse. Yep. I totally agree. Okay. Sorry, Bob. Oh, I, I love man. I love many of your other products. Okay. Well, I'm glad to know about the Arrowhead Mills. <laughs> now we're going to get an email from Bob. Stop being like, such a stop jerk. Stop being such a dick. Signed. <laughs> Signed, Bob. Bob. Okay. <laughs> the third. Anyway, so, okay. So, have you told us about your cornbread? No, I, mean, I know you've just been t- stealing the whole episode. Right, okay. So I made uh, a recipe from John Thorne's book, Serious Pig, for his Southern-style cornbread. It is um, a very simple um, buttermilk and cornmeal-based recipe that cooks in uh, lard or bacon fat in a skillet, and so it gets kind of a crispy bottom. Did you and, use uh, bacon fat? I, I actually used lard today. Okay. I, uh, it's, it's probably better with bacon fat, you're right, but I was too lazy to cook some bacon. Oh, my God. And there's always a moment of truth when this cornbread comes out because you like flip it out of the pan, kind of like a bundt cake moment of truth. And uh, sometimes it flips out and sometimes it doesn't. And I have a feeling uh, I'm I'm going to the oven in a couple minutes here and I have a feeling there's going to be trouble. Okay. Well, um, luckily there wasn't trouble with my cornbread, which I really shouldn't call my cornbread because Matthew was kind enough to make it for me today. I didn't have time to make it before coming over to tape today. Anyway, the cornbread. Yeah, I also the, picked up your dry cleaning at the at the Jiffy Box. You breastfed my child. Exactly. Yes. Uh, anyway, the um, hand that rocks the cradle. Uh, so the cornbread that I'm calling my cornbread is one that I've actually been wanting to try for a while. Uh, it's a recipe called East Coast Grill Cornbread. Those of you who follow the New York Times food section might remember it. It was published earlier this year um, by Sam Sifton. And the recipe comes from a place called the East Coast Grill in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and apparently is is kind of an iconic thing on their menu. And um, it is northern style, so it's got some sugar in it. Let's see, Sam Sifton's version has corn kernels in it as well. Anyway, and I think it's pretty great. I don't know, should we get down to a cornbread tasting here? Uh, Sure, let's do it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Do you not want to taste cornbreads today? <laughs> no, I, I just I just decided I'm off cornbread. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do that. So we're back. Uh, and uh, this is this is my second try um, <laughs> at making uh, Southern style cornbread this morning. Yeah, we actually already did a cornbread tasting, um, and Matthew discovered that he had made his incorrectly. Yeah, so it turns out baking powder and baking soda are not the same thing. Surprise! Um, so that's cooking fact of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if you if you substitute baking powder for baking soda in a recipe that has lots of buttermilk, it will taste gross yeah it was very tangy yeah yeah that's that's a nice way of putting it okay so now we're eating some piping hot cornbread yes so this this cornbread i feel is at its best pretty much right out of the oven whereas nice crispy crust oh my god that is so much better than the broken one 
Mm, I was really nice. Now, I could see how you could put this with some chili. Mm-hmm. The way I usually serve it is, um, so it comes out as like an eight-inch round, and I uh, take a bread knife and, and cut it through the middle like I'm making a frosted layer cake mm. and put a layer of cheese in the middle. Oh, my God. Which is great. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do that today because it's cornbread tasting, not right. a cheese tasting. Right. And then serve it usually with um, some uh, some stewed kale. That's really nice. It is amazing how different it is. I don't understand why we call both of these things cornbread. Well, it's great. Yeah, that, that both of them, the main ingredient is is literally the same from the same bag of cornmeal, and yet it's like it's like they're unrelated. Yours is so wonderfully corny, and it's really tender right now when it's so nice and hot. I love the contrast between that crust and the really tender interior. I think the tenderness of Southern-style cornbread comes, um, I mean, first and foremost, from the tender heart of the Southern people. Uh, No doubt. Um, But uh, also because it doesn't have any wheat flour in it, so uh, there's no gluten. Straight cornmeal. Yeah, straight cornmeal, um, so there isn't any of that uh, gummy, stretchy protein in there. Mine is definitely chewier. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked about corn muffins. I like them both, but I would do very different things with them. Like, I just feel like they're different. I, I, I mean, this whole show is just a farce to me. <laughs> so we should, we should have done we should have done Southern style and Northern style on completely separate episodes. I think so. Mm-hmm. Or are you saying that they, they can't both be called cornbread, and one of them needs a new name? No, I, I just feel like like, <laughs> like skillet crunch bread. <laughs> skillet or, crunch bread. Um, yeah, I feel like I'd want to eat yours at dinner time, and I want to just kind of eat mine all day. <laughs> My cornbread is a little hurt by that. <laughs> have you ever had corn sticks made in the corn stick oh, pan? have I ever. There was some restaurant in Oklahoma City. Well, I would say pretty much any restaurant worth its weight in the 80s made corn sticks in a yeah. corn mold. Uh-huh. And they were blue corn sticks. Le Cirque, for example. They did? No. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, there was some restaurant when I was growing up that made blue corn sticks, and I just thought they were the most delicious things ever. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, Whatever happened to blue corn? Um, It went the way of Red Hot Blues, those Garden of Eaton chips, which are delicious. I bet they still sell those, don't they? They do. I just ate a bag. I ate a... uh, Wow. I had a hard time saying the word bag. I I just ate a bag about a month ago. Mm -hmm. A a Jiffy Box. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't think you can say that you say Ada Jiffy Box on uh, on the radio, um, right? I so so I find the corn sticks totally appealing too, and like every time I'm in the cast iron section of a kitchen store, uh, I'm, I look at the corn stick pan. And I'm like, you know, the things I could do with that corn stick pan, and then I'm like, no, oh my the God. only thing I could it do with that corn so stick dirty. pan <laughs> is, um, uh, uh. Find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com, where we will post recipes for Northern-style cornbread from Chris Schlesinger. Oh, no. (laughs) That was why I avoided saying I was feeling so smug. See, off mic earlier, Molly was saying Schlesinger, Schlesinger, like, um, you know, like a real... Schlesinger, Schlesinger. Like, I was going to get it right. Right. And and I'm feeling smug over here, like, I don't need to practice saying some guy's name. Uh, Clearly, I do. Mm. Um, Quit mispronouncing my name sincerely chris schlesinger the third um, 
uh, uh, we'll post that recipe and John Thorne's Southern Style Skillet Cornbread mm-hmm. Recipe. Uh, that's at SpilledMilkPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast, where you can like us. And on iTunes, you and- can write a review. Absolutely. Five stars, four stars, one of those. And uh, until next time, (laughs) thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Gosh, all the chokes on this episode, we've beaten into the ground Uh (laughs) all (laughs) the I'm Molly Weisenberg. The third. (laughs) And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. The fourth. (laughs) That's pretty good. I don't know if I should go this way. Like, no, I'm going to save this for later. Okay, (laughs) great. Sorry. (laughs) Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 